0: I just want him to win on Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's all I care. I don't give a holy ass hell what he does after that. If he runs on wins on Saturday and he's six to one or higher, he can go what? to the farm and do his business
1: or his best life and I can be one shit. Sir, promise you that. there were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it started a website where players go to see all their picks the goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk they put the plan into motion and at first it first seems silly make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie from a racetrack veteran to just a beginner there's one place that you want to go to find you a winner as a matter of fact I want to hit the exact uh, there's only one site that will keep coming back to so next time that the horses all line up at the post make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland Wond, Parks and Matoga and all tracks in between there's only one site to go to when it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs racing dudes.com for all of your leads racing dudes.com for all of your bets racing dudes.com as good as it gets what is up i'm jerry welch he's Aaron halterman we got to guests. he's mike
2: somich who's dennis trusty across the, we got the whole crew here we are live from louisville kentucky from the kentucky derby and this is blinkers off what's up everybody hello how's everybody Good, good. I'm excited to be here. First Kentucky Derby,
3: just two days away, and I, I'm excited for the full-on rain experience tomorrow, because it is going to freaking pour all day.
2: Prepare yourselves. <laughs> like, Saturday still seems iffy. Like, we might at least have not rain. It might track. Who knows? But tomorrow seems like a lock. The yeah. lock of the day tomorrow is, it, the rain is about to settle in here at, in Louisville.
4: You're a local dentist. This is a, we're, we're screwed, right, for tomorrow? Yes. yeah. Yeah, you know, those nice sugar shoes? you know those nice shoes y'all have yeah y'all y'all need to you know make sure that you
2: get the world pack on that <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you know halter brawl is nice stuff <laughs> he's he'll end up wearing tennis shoes and shorts tomorrow just so he he stays uh stays dry but hey no listen you know it's you buy stuff to so get ruined. You know, last time we were here and it rained, Halterman's suit turned purple and he, yeah. I think it stayed here, didn't it? Uh,
0: no, like, I brought it back. It's a Justify suit. We won a lot of money so it's hanging it's, up in
2: the it, closet it's, but it's it I figured it be yeah, on your wall, you know, with like yeah. Justify it, suit. It was
0: a beautiful new brown suit. I mean, oh. it was beautiful and it was all pink by the time it, it was over. You
2: could definitely tell the quality <laughs> was there with how it turned colors in, with the ring.
3: I'm not sure if I could buy beautiful brown suit. <laughs> That's not commonly said to yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, anything that brings you guys to kentucky any you sightseeing or what's the deal just see dennis oh yeah, dennis, yeah. Go, go, to, go to roosters yeah, I'm, just, yeah. I'm really excited about the airplanes they're out the window oh yeah. my gosh we're right by
3: the airport and, <laughs> and the planes are right out the window guys. one of us I'm is really excited one, of us, one <laughs> of us is yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. i'm very excited very very excited
2: kentucky derby 148 saturday of course we'll kick things off though um with tomorrow friday uh, with what seems to be uh, like we talked about, a little bit of a bog, and it will be the Kentucky Oaks in both races. You know, obviously, you're going to have a large field in, in the Derby, but the the Oaks drew a huge field, a full field, and it's competitive, and it seems like one of the better Oaks we've seen in many years. So we're gonna we're going to go through these uh, both these races in detail, kind of give our final thoughts of final picks. We can put everyone on the spot for final picks. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you want more information you want Samich's top four, anyone on this, uh, sorry, no, not you, Dennis, yeah, not but
4: maybe, say, <laughs> maybe one day. Play, you're on the spot, may, leave. <laughs> maybe one
2: day. We, we'll let you give your top four if you'd like up here. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. But if you want Samich, myself, and Halterman's top four, of course, go get the wager and guidedracingdudes.com. Samich's got some bombs available uh, currently already for Friday as well, so go hit that up. But we're going to give a breakdown analysis of each of these stakes. Uh, of course, the two biggest races of The weekend, the Oaks and the Derby. And depending on how tomorrow goes, we might be back on to talk about how the day went.
0: I think we're gonna be on no matter what. Well, I just wanna you know, if like if Kathleen O wins Okay, but it's gonna be great content. We have to be on. If Kathleen O wins, we're gonna all be sauce and it'll be
3: fun. And if she (laughs) loses, we'll all
0: be mad and that'll be fun. Yeah.
3: You mean we'll all be soft, you so know, it'll be no. fun. <laughs> Pretty much both ways. We're, we're yeah. going. I'm, I'm excited to talk tomorrow, too. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the track plays and what races stay on the turf tomorrow if it does rain all night and then how that turf course actually plays. They're going to want to keep the stakes on for Sunday or Saturday. Yeah. And so it's going to be interesting to see kind of what we get for on the turf, off the turf, try and keep these fields as big as possible. There's a ton of pick-five yeah. sequences tomorrow. So their goal is going to be trying to make sure those are the best possible. So it'll be interesting to see what stays on and off and how the turf
4: well, plays. Well, a question, I guess, because like I said, I watch the show all the time. Is, I guess, have you all noticed anything about the turf course? Like, is it playing one way or the other? Or
3: I want speed right now based on what I've seen. Uh, it looks like the more forwardly placed you are, the better. But the problem here is that uh, when any course takes rain, either turf or dirt, you almost have to throw out the previous bias you saw because mm-hmm. it, it can drastically change the bias on a track pretty quickly. So, like at Saratoga, for instance, you wanted to be closing last year when there's any rain, you want to be on the front, the driver got. Mm -hmm. And so interesting to see how the rain affects that turf course that we're going to get tonight. So uh, my prediction
0: on this race three, it's it's a turf race. I would definitely handicap that race tonight for off the turf. I I don't Mm -hmm. think there's any chance that's going to be on the turf. And if it is, that's great news. That means we didn't get much at all. Uh, And then there's only three other. I say only because it's a 13 race card. There's only three other turf races. They're all stakes. I think they'll try as hard as they can to keep those on. So. My prediction is that first one will come off. We may get, like, a situation where they take the tenth off because they run those two other stakes, and they're just like, yeah, we
3: can't do this. So mm-hmm.
0: that's kind of my prediction on what's going to happen.
3: They have the rail at 37 feet today, too. So maybe what they're going to do is keep the rail out tomorrow and then take the rails down for Saturday, which gives you essentially two separate turf courses, even though it's just a single turf course that forces the first or the, the, the first day is everyone's outside, and the second day you have that true rail. So they may try and... If,
2: creative with how they set up the courts as well to keep everything on the turf yeah
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah it's gonna be definitely interesting how you know and then of course how the track is today or tomorrow friday may be completely different on saturday because then you are going to have a drying track hopefully into okay. saturday and you're gonna wonder well how that track continues to dry and real quickly dennis kind of for anyone new here you know tell them about you know who you are but also what this like you maybe give them some insight like can the track drive fairly quickly here? I mean, are you expecting, if it does have a bog, I mean, Saturday, could you could we still see a, a fast track come post-time for the Kentucky
4: Derby? Well, um, well, I'm on Twitter a lot, and uh, Dennis underscore trusty. Uh, I post a lot of picks and stuff out as well. I'm thankful to be on here. Shocked to be on here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, to answer your question, I think the dirt dries out pretty quick. The turf. Do you remember the year, like, uh, newspaper records won the turf? Yeah. I'm kind of thinking that, I, I know it's a new turf course, but maybe some of the same Of You have to be outside. You might have to swing wide. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, yeah, that's, I, I think it'll be quickly drying on dirt for sure.
2: Yeah. And, that, and that's, just, I think that's going to be the biggest thing is we got to um, take this. And that's what we've been telling everyone from the, you know, everyone talks about rain. You got to take it as it comes here, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't know. I mean, shit, it poured on us back home in Missouri on our, on our way here yesterday. And, you know, obviously it's all coming this way. It's flooding back home. So you kind of have an idea like, yeah, it's probably heading this way. Um,
0: it, it, you're not going to avoid it with no moisture whatsoever.
2: And to be clear, the same year when we were at uh, 2018 for the Derby with Justify, they kept saying, oh, it's, you know, it'll be done. It'll be, it's going to rain in the morning. It'll be done. It rained all day. Yeah. So you just never know. Yeah.
3: The big key is when, when does it stop tomorrow, right? Because it pretty much it's, it's 80% all the way through tomorrow. So the question, when does it stop? Because it's supposed to be Saturday right now. So if, if it stops early enough on Friday, maybe we can get lucky. Maybe it starts drying out. Um, it, the turf course, Dennis it, mentioned that it's, it's new this year. Specifically, it's lifted up. And so mm-hmm. what uh, Rob, Rob of KY, one of our, the guys who follows the show or follow the show for multiple years now, Mm -hmm. uh, also here mentioned that the inside rail, it seems like on the dirt, hasn't been as good when there's water there because it can't drain down toward the turf course because the turf course is elevated. So look for standing water toward the inside of the track as well. And and, and maybe what we've seen, we've seen a lot of outside flow of this meet already Mm -hmm. in Churchill. Maybe look for that again uh, on the dirt track. Sounds like Taba to me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll get to Taba. Uh, It really looks like tomorrow especially. That's It really stands in tomorrow from basically first post to last post. And I mean, I'm not kidding. Uh, And then it kind of dies down from about nine to 10 o'clock. It really comes about 50, 50 on terms of rain. And then it's supposed to be done by very early morning, Saturday morning. So ideally we could get a nice, you know, some, today was nice. It was cloudy, but it was nice. So we can get that kind of weather for Saturday that'd be perfect i can handle that yeah, yeah i mean absolutely
3: yeah. i'll buy that right
2: now <laughs> all right let's get to today's show because i mean you don't want to hear about weather reports on this right no one gives a shit it about what <laughs> <laughs> the weather reports <laughs> yeah. uh okay uh today's show we're going to preview and give picks for saturday's three million dollar kentucky derby and friday's 1.25 million dollar Longines kentucky yokes live of course from louisville for the at churchill downs let's go They're all in line, ready for a start. They're off in the Longines Kentucky Oaks. Let's get to the main event on Friday. Of course, this is race 11, the Longines Kentucky Oaks, grade one. Uh, $1.25 million, Phillies three-year-olds going one and one-eighth miles. It is a full field, like I mentioned. You've got 14 horses in the gate. you got one also eligible there. And you have what we, you know, talked about and we harped on for the whole opening. You know, got the weather situation. How these horses I Think you can officially start handicapping this? with the idea that who's going to enjoy the slop, how that's going to affect the race, you know, you've got nest and you've got, you know, I think it seems like you got a pretty heavy hitters in terms of the top end. You've got Kathleen. Oh, you've got Echo through you got nest, you've got secret oath in there. That seems to be very logical, heavy hitters, but the problem is coming up with the winner. I'll kick it to you first. Samich. I know you love a horse in here, but give us a thoughts. And if the, if the weather is going to change any of that.
3: Yeah. I mean, I- I've been on Kathleen O since the Devona Dale. I've loved this horse for a long time, really professional, doesn't need the lead, uh, is able to, like, essentially gone went three or four wide in both turns at Gulfstream. It's tough to win when you're doing that. And both times did it just because she was flat out the best horse. If you watch her last race back in the Florida Oaks, she looked dominant. She was four wide on the first turn, three wide on the second turn, got tapped once by Castellano. And just galloped out easily. We have not seen the bottom of Kathleen O yet. It's one of the reasons I really like her coming into this because everyone else we've seen them run their best race and Kathleen O has kind of been prepping toward that. The rain scares me a little. I'll be honest. Upstart, not the best off-track sire. And the main competition in the horse who I think is, is probably the most likely horse to run second is Ness. You know who's a really good off-track sire? Curlin. <laughs> uh, so if you're talking about the rain upgrades, Ness is definitely one of those horses in this field that the rain helps out. I'm not sure if it's going to help out enough for me to switch my pick, especially think I, since I think Ness is going to be the favorite in this race. And I do think at worst, Kathleen O and Ness should be the same price. So from a price perspective, I think you're going to get a better number on Kathleen O. And I've been on her long enough that that rain probably isn't going to affect it. Now, if this is just an all-out bog, it's going to get a little more concerning for me. But I'm going to lean towards sticking with Kathleen O. And my pick is going to be Kathleen O on top here because I, I, just, I trust her from a just a talent perspective I don't think we've seen the bottom yet and for me that's a big part of why I like her
2: well and the, and to be to your point it is she is somewhat concerning just based off her running style because when you have a horse that likes to kind of close and come out of it the the mud especially when they're younger can create some issues where they're not maybe used to you know she's been running at goldstream park has you know not going to be seeing a lot of mud at goldstream so you know that is the concern when you have a speed horse you know near the lead even if it's muddy you're like well probably skip over that that is the least the concern
3: it it definitely is i would say the one nice fact about kathleen o is she's one of the few horses that has won in the mud in this field so if you go back to her debut she won at seven furlongs at aqueduct and not only she won she was last place in that race 10 lengths back at the half mile point (laughs) and had a massive turn of foot it's one of the reasons i like her she almost has a turf horse's turn of foot coming down the lane where she has this acceleration when she needs to Mm -hmm. and we saw her go from sixth place at the quarter pole to getting up and win that race in her maiden breaking debut. So success over the mud, success closing over the mud, especially at Aqueduct, which generally is a track where you need to be forwardly placed when it's, when it's sloppy or muddy there. So I, I'm like, like I said, I think the mud, the rain helps nest more, but it's not
2: enough to get me off, Kathleen. Alter Moon, I know you like this horse as well.
3: Yeah, I
0: can't,
2: I can't. No. Go, oh. <laughs> I can't. I can't go against
0: her. I'm like Sonic, so I am a little bit worried. Uh, you know. The pedigree for Ness certainly helps. But, you know, I think more than anything, it's that, is this track going to be speed favoring? We see that a lot on the dirt when it rains a lot. And that's what I'm worried about. Uh, Ness is a really nice horse. is a little bit more versatile. I mean, as far as she can sit closer to the pace, obviously. And Kathleen O is a one-dimensional type. You know, she re- the more I watch her, she reminds me of Blind Luck. The horse that won this race, geez, I can't remember the year now. It's been a long time. But she runs a lot Gosh. like Blind Luck does and i was on her that day i, I always liked her and then i went back and watched all the replays of kathleen knows i was handicapping. and I was like man this horse just brings it every time and samich you kind of alluded to it the way they built this horse up is really fascinating because she was running in those one-turn races was like this is not a really a one-turn horse and she was still winning and then you see it uh no matter what speed figure you look at yeah uh, thorough graph buyer you know, time form the jump when she finally went two turns mm-hmm. was fantastic. And it's looked like we have multiple gears now that we're getting by horses. Now we're going longer. This guy, Shook McGahee, one of the best trainers of all time. He's built this horse up perfectly for this race. It's just going to be, does the track hinder her? We don't know that, but I think she's going to fire Ness is a really good horse. Hopefully, she can run her down for you know all. I guess all of our sakes. I don't know. You're are you on
4: Kathleen O as mm-hmm. well? So yeah. uh, Dennis, I don't know. Yeah, go 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 ahead. I guess I'm on Here's... I'm on the O as well. Nope. Uh, but <laughs> but I mean the points you all brought up about the slop and the way the track has been playing over the past week, it's been heavy on speed favoring and quick. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of makes me want to say, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, uh, but I'm still on the horse. With you guys on it for a long time. I still like Secret Oath. I still, there's nothing wrong with her, I don't think. Um, Echo Zulu, defending champ, four to one, sure. You know, I'm just trying to beat Ness, but I'm still going to use Ness. So I I will say that I, well, first of all, let me say that
2: you mentioned this, Haltzman. I wanted to touch, you know, Kathleen O, a 78 buyer in that uh, first (laughs) first stake she ran, an 85 buyer in this Bonadelle. Jumps to a 98 in the Gulfstream. Okay. I like Thoroughs. I use Thoroughs a lot. Got back to back fives in those first two stakes races. She got a zero, <laughs> which is the low of the field yeah. in the Gulfstream Oaks, Gulfstream Park Oaks, once she stretched out. So we, you definitely know, like, oh, that's, that's what she is. And so to me, that's, that's what put me over the edge when I started looking at the numbers and seeing that improvement from the one turn to two. Cause obviously the way she runs, she's going to be better stretching out.
0: Yeah. Well, what's an angle that we always talk about? Second time going long, the horse usually runs its best race or its most improved race. Right. Here she is in the biggest race. She's already running very well. Logically, she might improve tomorrow.
3: And the biggest concern that you're going to hear from people are well, that's a huge buyer jump. That's a huge jump on the thoroughs. Yeah. She's going to bounce. Go back and watch the, the Gulfstream Park over. <laughs> yeah. She, she didn't try. Like, that's no. the thing. It's no. a, you have to empty the tank to bounce. And that's why I'm not scared of that bounce part of it. What I am scared of is the, the pace. And we've talked about how Churchill can be a speed-favoring track. You've got Echo Zulu. She went wire to wire in the Breeders' Cup uh, last year for the two-year-old Phillies. There's one real pace presence right to her inside, Yuri Guri. Yeah. Do we yeah. think they both go? Do we think this is something where Echo Zulu clears and that forces Yuri Guri to just sit and all of a sudden... You have this this comfortable pace for Echo Zulu. Uh, we talked about Ness a little bit. Echo Zulu, could you just wire this field? Are we, we, are we trying to get too cute here?
0: And yeah, it's a loose on the leader that's yeah. never
3: lost and is a two year old champion. Well,
4: as well. To, to so Never lost a race. Yeah. To that, I'd just say yes and yes because I do think the Six has to push in this position. But if she's just not good enough to go with her, then yes, yeah, she's going to be on the long lead. So, yeah.
0: And let's remember. She was on a lone lead last time and almost got beat. So that's the thing. If you like Kathleen O or even Les, even Ness, she's going to have to run a lot better than she did last time, or she's going to be eighth in this race.
4: Well, how much of that do you consider was the layoff? Oh, sure. Oh, a, a lot of it. Yeah. yeah.
2: She's yeah. definitely eligible to improve, and frankly, she should improve. The big thing for me was, because I was on, you know, and then we you start seeing the weather, like, I told Halterman this the other day, I was like, kind of have this feeling that like echo zulu go out there and win does gate to wire and you're like that was the definition of getting too cute there she's done nothing but do that every race and like class you know it's like you could see that happening it wouldn't be totally shocking but then i started looking through her numbers and frankly she just and, and we'll get to epicenter a little bit but it's a little comparable to epicenter in a sense that i just don't know that she's quite fast enough you know I text, I text you guys right after the, uh, what was it, the Rachel Alexander, what was it, uh Fairground Oaks, Thuro. where it was like, thank goodness that was Hidden Connection trying to run her down. Because <laughs> if it was any other horse, they would have got to her. And now she's, yeah. like, you could see a situation here where she can hold off, she holds off Secret Oath or whatever, but here comes Kathleen O and she's just, done, you know, now that the dirty work's been done and now she gets there. So she's going to be up against it. Her thoroughs are not impressive. She ran fours as a two-year-old, she came back in that fairgrounds race and ran a six, which is the higher, the, the worse. Um, so she obviously, and, and to this and point, yeah, she should, but she 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 not she got worse from her two-year-old season to her three-year-old year. So again, she's definitely eligible to improve, but she's going to have to improve a, from a six to a zero, basically, in order to compete here. Secret Oath, if you want to, like, she runs ones. I mean, she ran a three in the Arkansas Derby, but she's been running ones. That's kind of her... So that's still another horse that Echo Zulu is going to have to hold off that I think might be faster. Yep.
3: I agree. I wouldn't be shocked if Hidden Connection sets here, too. Yeah. To three too I, I just because you have the inside speed there. And we think about Hidden Connection, and you've got the race two back at Fairgrounds where you had uh, Lecrate on the lead, and Lecrae pretty much took uh, took Hidden Connection out of the race. Hidden Connection doesn't really break in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies at, at, at Del Mar. Uh it, I wouldn't be shocked if you see Hidden Connection out there trying to shove from that inside post and seeing if they can get position because I don't know if they want to chase down Echo Zulu again, and I don't know if they they don't they definitely don't want to try and do it if they have to end up swinging three wide and a bunch of kickback in their face and have you know Yuri Guri hopefully press the base.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say too. Well, you know,
0: with Hidden Connection too, you know they. You know, they've had all kinds of excuses, right? So, to me, you take it all away. Rush out of there. Get past the one and the two. It shouldn't be that hard. Get to the rail. Get to the lead and let her go. And if she's good enough, she'll win it. Right? Um, so,
4: in, in my mind, too, is it kind of worries me if she just hangs on for third. It's the way I play with Zach to try. And I know if does, too. She could hang on for third if, if dear life comes on to it. And, you know, let's say nests or, you know, Kathleen O doesn't like the slop at this point. She could hang on for third. It kind of worries me. Yeah. I could see it.
2: So who's a horse that because it's just you know, things get nutty, you know, and you know, someone asked earlier, like kind of what you might be looking for earlier in the day in terms of how the track's playing versus and how that might affect this race for you. But also to that point, you know, let's let's pretend that we do see some crazy results in some races earlier. And you know, what horse in this race that is gonna be a healthy price could definitely move up and win this thing, like if like Dennis says. Ness doesn't like it, and, and Kathleen O hates it, or whatever it is. Like It's definitely a kind of race where you could see a huge upset if some of these big contenders don't like the slot.
0: I, I'll give you two that I'm kind of thinking of right now. The first one is Goddess of Fire, the five horse, and I think that's self-explanatory. If we're all over Ness, well, Nest or not Ness, if we're all over Kathleen O, I'm sorry, if we're all over Kathleen O, God's Fire was second in that race. She ran pretty well. Um, you know, if, if Kathleen O doesn't fire, Goddess and gossip fire does fire we could see this horse really be be competitive at a big price another one and this is one i kind of wanted to put on a ticket i just never could really work her in the nine desert dawn let's think about this one for a second all right she beats adari manor last time out everybody was like adari manor is going to win this thing right she's Oaks favorite well desert dawn wins beats her beats her fair and square Now she's sitting here at 20 to one. Again, I didn't put her on tickets. I just, I couldn't find a way to do it within the sequences or on bottoms of supers. I just, I liked other horses better, but she does kind of scare me a little bit. I think she's more talented than 20 to one.
3: Yeah. Cupid likes, likes to stop. That's the sun. Tap it. Obviously that's a good bloodline for the off Mm tracks. I, I, and and you also third off the layoff, which I think is interesting for desert. Dawn. we talk a lot about the logical progression you're trying to use from a trainer's perspective. They want to run these races third off the layoff and, and, you know, I know a couple people in the chat brought up Echo Zulu here, second off the layoff instead of third. It's interesting that we didn't see her earlier, and she mm-hmm. kind of built up a little more stamina before trying to win this race. Um, and I'm not a big fan of Desert Dawn. I get why, like, if, if we have a nice improvement here, I can see why that logical step up could happen. Uh, but for me, Desert Dawn is just a little tough to find. I agree with you on Gods of Fire. I, it's like that's another one where if we see a progression off the last race, she fits here if, if some of the speed comes back. I think the two is a little interesting. Nostalgic, if you're going over an off yeah. track. It's a Maglidoro horse out of a tappet mirror. That's bred top and bottom to enjoy the slop. So I think nostalgia could, could do something. I don't love her, but she's one of those that I think could kind of come up and, and hit the third or fourth spot if you're playing tries or Supers, and you get a decent price for it.
2: Uh, what about Magic? You know, poor Magic. He's not here. But what about Magic's horse, Shahama? You know, is that is – you know, getting – Todd Pletcher, first start with, mm-hmm. and then get Pratt aboard. That's some interesting angles there.
3: Well, and Munnings, if we're talking off track. Who
2: won on a sloppy track, three back at Maidon. Yeah, I
3: mean, Munnings, mm-hmm. Do they have sloppy tracks in the Apparently they do. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know it rained. Apparently they have a guy out there with a hose
2: that waters it every once in a while. Just to oh, make oh, it nice interesting.
3: <laughs> I think Shaham is interesting. The biggest knock on these horses when they come over internationally is they don't break. Yeah. Yeah. Todd Pletcher, pretty good at getting horses to break first time in his barn. So... I like if, if they can get past the no breaking issue, I think Shahama gets a lot more interesting from that perspective. Although again, these UAE horses have in the past really struggled in both these races.
2: Um, This will be a good segue into, before we get our final picks for this race, a good segue into the Derby. You know, I know in particular the bankroll we're doing it in the, in the bankroll and the wagering guide to see how halter and I are playing exactly on Friday and Saturday. I know you're a huge advocate of play. you kill anyone that, you know, says that they don't want to play the Oaks Derby double. So give, Do a, right. <laughs> give, give us some thoughts on the Oaks Derby double, how that might be, you know, how that might be able to make some money. It made money last year. You know, it, it's a great way to press both of your opinions in both races.
3: Yeah, I mean, rarely do you have 14 and 20 horse fields with a ton of dead money being thrown into a pool. And that's exactly what you have on Oaks and Derby Day. There's so many $2 wagers with, I like the number four. Right. My son's name, Jack. (laughs) That that happens so much on these two days that it it raises up the value of almost every other horse in both these fields. Now, I'm not saying you should be playing five by five because then you're really cutting into your own value. But look, if you got 20 bucks in your pocket and you're going to bet one thing all day on tomorrow, the Oaks Derby double may be the best thing that you could bet. So in my mind, if, if you want to have an opinion either and you say, I'm going to go two by one or one by two or three by one or one by three, I think that is a great way to spend your money on, on Oaks day because you're going to see some monster payouts. I mean, if the morning lines hold my top picks, top picks will project to pay 50 to one in the Oaks Derby double. I mean that's wild.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, that's just and, and I'm playing Kathleen O seven to two. And yeah. I'm taking the fourth choice in the Derby. It's not like I'm getting crazy here. Yeah. You know, how often can you say I have a logical daily double that pays fifty to one?
0: You can't, right? <laughs> no,
4: not really.
2: <laughs> and, and it allows you, like you're saying, it allows you to to have an opinion that's not outlandish, and make fifty to one, or even it gets down to thirty to one. It's like really thirty to one on kathleen O and whoever you know in the in the derby that's
0: nuts it would be gonna believe that's the dream right
2: um so to that point let's give our oaks picks here okay so halterman i'll start with you sure we know who it is
0: i think i think it's the only choice for me is kathleen O. I, I really didn't consider anybody else but nest uh i'm just banking on the fact that echo zulu came back and it's not just not quite as good. Got caught up with a little bit by a very deep crop, what this ended up being, um, where the, the crop as two-year-olds maybe wasn't that great. Uh, not trying to take a, a ton away from her. Just got to go against her. I don't think she's going to win this race tomorrow. So going against her, uh, I, I never really thought about Secret Oath. Um, when she lost to Barbara Road, was kind of the end of it for me
2: and then uh, <laughs> Barbara Road is stable, Pork, just like what did I do before Road oh Shotty's not going to like that yeah. so. Shotty,
0: I'm sorry I'm sorry
2: Shotty's oh, house flooded yeah. and you're still taking shots at let Road we're not
0: even talking about the derby
2: in Barbara yeah. Road yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shotty, he heard that from <laughs> his yeah. barn yeah. just down the road he yeah
0: he's, he is just right over there and he does have supersonic hearing <laughs> to make up for his slow feet but uh, <laughs> Kathleen O all the way from me I really didn't consider anybody else but Ness I just think this horse is really special. I love Shug McGahee. And like I said, I think he has trained this horse perfectly for this race. Kathleen O all the way for me.
4: Dennis. Okay, first of all, Barbara take offense about
0: it. Yeah, I know. Your yeah. girl Shotty's on here too. She's oh, upset. So
4: uh, he's on the top pick, but yeah. No, uh, in the Oaks, I mean, oh I, only other horse I could even consider is Echo Zulu, just you know, because she is defending. Rainy Champ, I mean, I said that like she won the Oaks last year. But <laughs> <laughs> she's a she she is, a yeah, yeah. she is a champion. she is a champion, and
2: she's yeah. the only champion of this race.
4: But yeah, so that's that's probably the top two I have. I I think it's a case of where you could beat one of these top four, you beat two of them, but I don't think you're going to beat all four of them, especially right. in multi-sequence like you said, the Oaks Derby Double. So
2: because, like you say, like even if Echo Zulu like does runs a magnificent race. And is able to hold off. Let's well, say she holds off. Kathleen, no. Nest here's Nest. You know, or, yeah. b- or vice versa. Like it just seems like you could see Echo Zulu because she is very, very talented doing that. But holding off multiple horses, multiple shots, because that's what it's going to take,
4: mm-hmm.
2: seems tough. tough. So let me. Who's your pick?
1: Oh. oh! <laughs> <laughs> Play <it> again. Yeah. <laughs>
2: shit. All right, so much, What do you got? WWE. Okay.
4: No, I mean, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. trash. Slander, Lynch. Jerry.
2: Yes. I'll stay on All your right. side.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't know the difference. So I'm with you, man. I have no clue. What no clue here. Um, yeah. Look, this is Kathleen O for me. I've been on Kathleen O uh, since the Davona Dale. I'm not going to change my opinion now. I think she's the most talented horse in this field. I think she's going to love the added distance. I, I think she's going to get enough of a setup to be able to get the job done. <laughs> I think Dennis made a good point. I think this race is unlikely. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll leave it on that. Yeah. Note. Oh, I, I think this race <laughs> is one of the least likely races to produce a 10 to 1 plus winner. I, I really yeah. think that it's if it's not Kathleen O, I would say it's Ness. If it's not Ness, the winner, I think, is either Secret Oath or Echo Zulu. I don't see one of those four horses not winning this race. I'm just going to use Ness and Kathleen O in, in multi-race bets. I think they're clearly the class of this field. Um, I'm probably going to try and beat... Secret Oath, and Echo Zulu underneath just to try and spice up the try and the super. Uh,
2: but for me, Kathleen O is a standout here. I'm going to single in the Oaks Derby Double as well. well. Love it. Single. I like Kathleen O as well. I, you know, to be honest, I was less on the Kathleen O bandwagon until, really until I even dove into the replays, kind of, I, I was, on, I kind of nested, like, okay, you need Secret Oath at one point, you thought. Um, but when you watch, the, you look at the numbers, and you just visually watch her, it's like, we don't even, we even scratch the bottom of the, of the barrel with oh, uh, Kathlino so to me the the weather does give me some pause, but she's a pick, and and I don't think she can win Secret Oath, but I have a sneaky feeling that she's going to run like a similar race that she ran in the Arkansas Derby, only a better ride this time. Luisa is obviously you're you're getting slight improvement there.
0: Do you think she'll give you a scare? Like mid stretch, mid yes. mid stretch, mid stretch. Do you think she's going to take over? Yeah, and you're like oh, I don't know, but I don't know, I don't
2: know if she'll take over. But they I think the she,
0: lead, I mean, no, no I don't oh, think, okay. I, but
2: I do think you'll be like, here she comes, and I think yeah. she might prove to be not quite good enough. Yeah. But I would, you, I personally would like to use her in my, I don't, I'm not going to use her in the wind spots. I'm not going to play her in the Oaks Derby double, but I think she could go get up there for second or third. And, you know, if she won, she, I'll let her beat me, but I wouldn't be surprised to see her run a big race.
3: Big jockey upgrade, too, there, oh. like, mm-hmm.
2: especially off the trip in the Arkansas Derby. That trip, I mean, all all kidding aside, that was a horrendous trip. I agree. They are
0: both named Luis, though. Yeah.
2: Well... Are they brothers? Just another is that, that,
0: that is how it works. It's <laughs> oh, yes. okay. okay.
2: the last name.
3: Oh! Yeah. oh. Yeah.
0: No, no, no,
2: no. Well, that explains why one so is learnable
0: and one is not. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you learn so much on Linkers Off. Yeah, I had no well, idea.
0: It's the last name, yeah. It's not the first yeah.
2: names. Look at the Ortiz brothers. Not the, not the oh, Ortiz brothers. Yeah. So they are brothers. Yeah. The oh. brothers. Oh. Oh.
3: Yeah. oh! oh, Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jose, what, Irad related. That's the headline for the podcast.
0: Oh,
2: Well, anyway, Luis
0: Sayas and Luis Contreras
2: are not. All right, so you have a full table here, all Leo, Kathleen O to win the Oaks. Nothing can go wrong there. (laughs) All in line and ready for the start. They're off in the Kentucky Derby. Let's go to Saturday. (laughs) Let's go to Saturday. Okay, so we've cashed in on Kathleen O. We had a great Friday. Our, our clothes are still drying, but we had a great day. So now we're on to Saturday. Hopefully the, the rain is done, and we're to on to race 12, which, of course, is the grade one, $3 million Kentucky Derby uh, for three-year-olds going a mile and a quarter. This is it, field of 20. This is what we've been waiting for all year long, and it's finally here. And we were gifted these amazing morning line odds for the horses that we like in this race. And it's uh, it's, it's created this whole new like okay even if this horse does get better it's still a very playable price so you got 20 horses i guess we'll just start with what do you want to i mean how do you start with this you know just who you like how the pace is going to be do you expect this horse race to be ran on a fast track where do you want to go with this one
0: i mean i think i think we just have to go with you know dennis we talked about it uh when we were eating today the odds totally kind of just made it to where it's like we kind of got to play these California horses because these prices are ridiculous, right? I mean, Mm
3: -hmm. I think we all of us, go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Everyone's 10 to one. Who are you betting? Tava. So the odds don't really, like, think about that for a second. Like, so you almost feel like the favorite should be Tava. So, so the odds, I agree with you. They forced you to bet that direction, but I I think we both agree the most talented horses in here aren't the favorites. Okay. So maybe I should say it made the decision
0: easier. There you go. Uh, Or, or, or easy just, and that's the word because, Look, if, if, and I think if you watch the John White interview, he made so many great points, but the one that really hit home, he's like, if this is a Friday and it's the fifth race at Santa Anita and you give us the, what you see on paper here, and you say, oh, I like this horse right here that's had back-to-back uh, 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 triple-digit buyers, somebody that, or something that nobody else has done, has the highest speed figures in the race, um, and, and the horse is the fourth choice on the morning line, you'd have to be a lunatic not to play the horse. So why are we going to do anything different here? And, and I kind of will piggyback off that. He didn't say this, but I'll go ahead and say it. You, you don't know that this horse isn't going to show up just because it's his third race. You don't know who's going to show up in any race ever. That's what makes this game difficult. If they all ran to their form every single time, we'd all be winners, right? It wouldn't be that hard. Listen, Zandon could not show up, right? Maybe he bounces off of that race. could. You know, maybe he's training too good and he's he's ran his race on the track in workouts. You don't know that, you know, so I'm not really worried about that we're showing up or not. I'm going to worry that if he does show up, the other 19 horses that I would have bet are screwed. So I'm going to go the, the horse I think is the most talented and the fastest, easy enough Taba.
3: It's interesting. He's taking money internationally. So he's down to six to one now overseas. So from that 12 to one morning line, it was down to 10 to one, then down to eight to one, down to six yeah. to one. So I mm-hmm. think your, your opinion is going to be shared quite a bit on Derby yeah. day.
2: Yeah. I'm afraid you're right. That's the problem. You're not, you're dreaming. If you, you think you're going to get 12 to one on them, you're not. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was, proje- I kind of thought it'd be bet down a cut in half. Like you're, that's pretty close. Six to one, eight to one. I, cause he, uh, cause he also have to think, you know, obviously Zandon is going to be lower. Uh, Epicenter will be lower, you know. Maybe Me- I-, I could see Messier floating north, um, and Tava being going off as the what are we calling it? The yeah, Baftine,
0: Yafford. Yafford. Yeah, We're
2: the Yaffords, right? Um, There's all kinds. But we're right. Yaffords. we're, Yaffords. we're I can see the Yafford, Now uh, the Yafford crew.
0: <laughs> well, we're Yafford name people.
2: Um, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Great point. Yeah.
2: I can see Tava being the lower priced horse at post time. Yes. Yeah. You're yes. sure. And honestly, I, was, I thought that's kind of – I thought that's how the morning line would go. Um, we, well, you got here Florida's up 5-1. to
3: Oh, and, by the way. The Rangers up 4-2. Oh.
2: By the way, that's our yeah. sign. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, it's interesting because I i, I expect that you're going to be right. I was surprised that Messier was favored over table in the morning line. And honestly, like the morning line I think is a little funky here. Even the morning line – of course, set the morning line, came out and said, didn't want to set anyone at 50-1, to 1, which really makes it tough to set the rest of the morning line. If you're not setting well, a true odds for horses that should be 50 to 1 in this race, and there are at least five of them, right? So yeah. you're, that really messes up what the odds are. One well, thing that I would stress, I don't like anyone, even Taba, at 4 to 1 in this race. I don't. I think that's almost too low for any horse in here, and I, that that's what really pushes me away from Epicenter and from Zandon, uh, two of the horses that are going to go off at sub 4 to 1 in this spot. Well, well
4: to that point, yep. two things I'll say is, one, is it even really a warning line? I mean, if you say, "Well, I don't want to set him at fifty to one," what? Well, too bad. Yeah. Fifty to one. And number two is, as of right now on the morning line, basically Zandon is half up, well, a tenth of an odd lower than or higher than American Pharoah and Justify. Are we really saying this? Like, that's not. Yeah,
2: that's I tweeted. I tweeted that out yeah. right after the morning line. I was like, "That's nutty." You yeah. can't. I I get Zandon looks great, and I agree. I mean, he's moved up on my rankings dramatically, but. To put him at three to one, you'd have to you'd have to be crazy to play him at three to one. And, and I get like people don't understand like oh you don't think he's going to win? Like, he could win. I'm just saying from a value perspective and also based on what else is in this race to play him at three to one is crazy. It's tough.
3: I mean, it's one of those spots where you you got to love the horse. I would much rather play Zanin in the the Oaks Derby Double. I would try and play him. At, yeah, that's like, fair. To that's single fine. him to close a pick four. Like look for other ways to play him. The win bet here I think is is just a uh, it's a tough spot. Even playing him like bulleted on top of the super, I could totally understand that as well. Cause then you can spread underneath. And, but then and that's a great way to create value around a horse is probably too short on top from a win bet perspective, but there's other ways to bet Zandon that to me are much more attractive. If you really like the horse.
0: It's you could make worse bets than Zandon to win, but you, you could make a lot better. That's the thing. Like, does he have the talent to win? Yeah, yeah. sure. He does. But, you just, you just need to demand a little bit more on a horse that's won one race this year. And by the way, this is something on the long drive we had that we discussed. Everybody's like, oh, Taba, he's only he only's got two races. Zandon has two races this year, right? So <laughs> when you look at just this year, they have the same amount of races. And you look back at, at when the horse started working, about the same time period these horses started working. Now, obviously, yeah, Zandon had the two races. And that, listen. Tava had two races as a two-year-old. He probably be five to two, right? Mm-hmm. So that's but but look, I don't think Zandon has that much more, you know, foundation than Tava, really. So why are we playing this horse at three to one? Now, if it's epicenter, it's like okay, he checks every single box, right? So yeah, if you want, to, I mean, I still wouldn't take three to one on him, but I, I think he's like the deserving favorite here. Yeah, I don't know about the Zandon stuff.
3: Well, the thing with Zandon is he was visually very impressive winning last time out and sure. he did it against a field of 10 which is the knock on the california horses right coming out of field of six uh which you know you can only run against the horses who sign up so i i but like Zanon looked very impressive and, and pratt gave him a beautiful ride pratt had a great ride i think it was the last race yesterday where it was that exact same rail trip flip out to the three path get the horse home so you know you're gonna you you think that that he is going to be one of those jockeys that's going to get you a better trip and that's you know, Modonigal, Mo the other horse we have got to talk about at some point. You got Ired up, another horse that's going to need to get the perfect trip and be able to weave through traffic. Um, so, I like, I get the Zanon thing. I understand why the buzz is there because he's also been working out of his skin. And it's Pratt and Brown. Like, the, it, it, I realize Brown hasn't won a Derby, but people bet Pratt and Brown, and that's a good set of connections for a race like this.
2: He looks. You uh, know, he's bumped up to uh, into my top four based off how he's looked on the track this week and the last couple of weeks, frankly. But um no, I wanted to bring a point here from Kevin O. He asked about uh Wide We'll talk about him a little bit. Why a uh, did not get a negative minus two third ref? He uh the only horse in the field that's has hit a negative is Taba, which he got the San City Derby at a, a negative uh, half. Uh Wide uh, got a three, um, and then he got a one in the Florida Derby. So he's very, very much there. Um uh, with these words, I mean he's, he's I think he might I want to say that's second maybe third uh, to be to compare two and a back to back for epicenter, uh, which is kind of shockingly high um, compared to some of these others based on his price. Um, Messier said back to back one and a halfs, so he's definitely you know those were in the, had a little bit of happen, so definitely project that he would run that or if not better. Uh, in that race, Taba got a two on debut then followed that, like I said, with the negative half, um, and Zandon got a two at the fairgrounds, uh, race, and they got a one and a half at Keelan in the bluegrass. So to put that into all that into like, they're all kind of together. Taba's very clearly the standout in terms of thoroughs. Um, but Zandon, if you look at his numbers, a six, a four, a two, a one, he is the horse and I told this to Haltzman, I was like of all the horses, he's the one I could see making that big bump up to and running a negative in this race. So that would require Taba to basically run another Sans Unit Derby.
0: Can you can you do one you you have the thoroughs up right now?
2: Yeah.
3: Can you read off epicenters just
0: real quick?
2: Uh, well, let me well, open my white claw first. Okay,
0: that's fine. You um, can do that. We'll be well, patient.
3: While well, well, you pull that up, one more thing on White Abarrio okay. that I think is interesting. He, he went from a three to a one in the Thoroughs. So they're saying that's a significant improvement yeah. between those two races. First off layout, second off layout, Visually, time wise, his first race was significantly more impressive. Yeah. We did the interview with the owner. It's up on our mm-hmm. YouTube page. It's really interesting to hear him talk about it because track has had White Abarrio going 109 for six furlongs. That's why that last furlong was slow. He was four wide on the first turn and ran 109 Mm -hmm. and then closed into that fast pace and was able to still get the job done. I underrated that race when I watched it the first time. I underrated it on paper. I went back and watched it after I interviewed the owner. That was a damn good race from Roy Barrio. Like I I don't think you can discount it. I bumped him up off of that race and after that talk because when you go back and you watch the trip he had, how often do you see Gulfstream horses win going a mile and a quarter, or I'm sorry, mile and an eighth? Four wide, four
1: wide.
3: Yep, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, a, few okay. thi- well, up, a, a few things.
2: While uh, you looked at a few things, I have got it. Well, go ahead. 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 I'm a little chatty, so I'm right now. I've got a thought. but we'll Go ahead and read it. I mean, it's not a book. It's just right here. Um, <laughs> well, all right. they're hard to go through. He's a who? Do you want? It is, it is twenty horses. It could so be. as a to kick off the year, um, he got a five, and I believe that's one third, uh, two and a half, two and a half. Okay, that's his numbers. Okay, so he's. So even as even as visually as he, good as he looked in that Louisiana Derby, he didn't improve at all from yeah. from from a thorough number. Although he did show a new dimension, um, and again, thoroughs aren't like, and they'll be all yeah, yeah. But it gives you a, a kind a of point. Well, to get, yeah. It starts to give you something to start off of and go off of. And if you're, I personally use them if I'm like on the fence about a horse, I can't quite decide. Ecuazula was a great example. I, I kind of kept going back to her thinking, "Well, that's crazy." And I looked at her thorough's and was like, "No, I just can't get there." But, you know, so that's kind of how I use them.
0: So one thing, the, understanding the numbers, like all the three of the numbers uh, that we've been talking about and how they're different. Thoroughs, they're the one that, that adds in the ground loss aspect of it. These other numbers do not. And so, to your point on White Abario, I think that is why he got a better thorough he lost a ton of ground in that race. And so Thorograph takes that into account. It's not the only thing, but that is a number that factors that in. And that's that's important to understand, because time form does not inquires. They do not either. So I think for Thorograph, you have to keep that in mind when you're looking at it. He got some extra points there, because he was, like Tommy said, it was a very wide trip all the way around there. Uh, somebody mentioned Kathleen O, and her time form was kind of low if you study time forms a lot, a lot of times I see closers don't get great time forms a lot of times because time forms rely a lot on pace, right? And pace numbers really kind of juice up the time form. So if you're fast early, usually you get a little bit better time form. So that's something to kind of keep in mind. If a closer is a couple, a couple, two or three points behind a speed horse on time form, I wouldn't make a huge deal out of it because they tend to lean towards making higher speed figures for those horses that have that early speed. And then finally with just buyers, it's just basically raw time minus track variance. There's your buyer. So that's kind of, I just wanted to break down, we're throwing out a lot of numbers. That's kind of how they're formulated.
3: And especially the time form numbers, the pace isn't that fast up front. The closer gets dinged even more. And that's why a lot of times, like if you're looking for a good long shot horses that have that, that early speed, and then they end up fading to ninth. They get a terrible buyer. The time form's not that bad. And they come back against worse. And they're able to wire the field. Yep. Mm-hmm. And right. so there's there's a lot of different ways you can look at these different numbers to try and find horses that are going to fit into a specific race. Well,
2: that's how, like, a buyer, you know, the winner is always going to have the highest buyer. And then the second gets, you know, it's always going to go in that order. Whereas it's not unlikely to have, or un, unusual, I guess, to have a thorough graph that the loser had a higher, th- or a lower yes. thorough than the winner. In the same it's, time, for same yeah. time yeah. form. Because mm-hmm. it's just that takes more into account, and that's why, and that's what John White, who has really leaned on throws lately, um, that's kind of his point. Is like it takes more into account of the race versus just a because you know the one thing we kept going back to when we were looking at this race, when we interviewed him, it was like okay, you look like let's look at Epicenter and look at his buyers. If you look at Epicenter and his buyers, he ran a one hundred two in the Louisiana Derby. He ran a ninety eight in the Risen Star. Taba ran a one hundred two in the uh Santa Derby. He ran a 103 on debut. He regressed. Epicenter sort of. improved. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, by, by buyers, by so by he buyers. regressed. Yeah. Yeah. So the point is, and they both ran the same buyer. He got a negative thorough, negative half thorough. Epicenter got a two and a half. That's like 10 buyer points. Mm-hmm. Right. You, yeah. So that's kind of the point when you look at that and you say, Well, Epicenter, you've walked look at buyers. Gosh, he's improving. Well, he didn't on Thoroughs. and in fact, the horse that had the same buyer on his in his race got much like a 10 point buyer difference so that it just it you kind of to me i you have to look at all those numbers and kind of take all of them into account
0: well and that's why it's important to, to know like I said what goes into each number kind of like i was trying to explain and two don't take one number as the end all deal right like mm-hmm. buyers are a great thing you know even john White on the on the interview said listen what andy buyer did for horse racing is revolutionary that you could never take that away from him but here's the deal: there are more companies out there, more individuals or companies, either one, however you want to look at it, that said, okay, yeah, these buyers are great. Here's how we make them better, and that's kind of what Time Forms tried to do. What Thoroughgraph, uh, the rags, uh, the rag sheets, uh, you know, you can go on. There's other obscure ones, but anyway, that's kind of that's kind of the deal.
2: Sorry. All right, so let's let's do it this way. Let's they 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 break. They come out of the gate. Let's assume a normal break. Everyone breaks semi-cleanly. What? How do we see this race? unfolding who goes does how does does mike send Taba? does classic causeway send all the way from the outside they're near the outside you know what is summers tomorrow going to do um you know how do you uh i know samich you kind of did some pace analysis of course you did that with uh with uh slim which everyone needs to go check out on our youtube page as well kind of how do you envision this thing going uh early in this race I mean, Classic Causeway has no choice from the 17,
3: right? I mean, I think that's the, the first thing that you got to just say, okay, Classic Causeway's broken like a shot in all three of the prep races. So I'm not going to, you can't assume there's going to be any type of trouble for Classic Causeway. So you got to assume he's going to the front. He is naturally the fastest horse and the best breaker in the field. So Classic Causeway's going. Summer to, summer's tomorrow is the wild card. Summer's tomorrow has enough speed to get there. The first time this horse did not run in a sprint race was in the UAE Derby. So everything else was, was going five, uh, six furlongs or seven furlongs. So you know that Summers Tomorrow has enough speed to go out there. The question for me is, does Summers Tomorrow break? And then what happens when Summers Tomorrow is faced with all of those different issues at the 20-horse field on a, with a big crowd, what does that, that ha- how does that affect Summers Tomorrow? Consistently we've seen UAE Derby horses be affected by all these other elements. I think classic possibly breaks and clears. I think Summers Tomorrow probably has a little bit of trouble. And if that happens, I think there's a lot of horses that would be really happy to sit second third or fourth. And I think we see a quick opening quarter because you're going to run a quick opening quarter from the 17 hole. But that second quarter could be pretty slow because no one's going to want to pass mm-hmm. classic causeway and everyone's going to expect classic causeway to come back. Right. We saw him come back badly in Florida. So why would you, why would you press classic causeway if you're table, if you're Messier, if you're epicenter, why would you do it?
4: Well, I was just going to say this, I'm, it might sound stupid, but does it matter if the job change with uh, Leperu on on the speed I mean, it might sound stupid, but well,
0: he's not known for being a what I man. Yeah. yeah,
3: but he is on some of those turf races.
1: Like well, wrong, he
4: does man. he yeah.
3: does wire. Let me
4: know when to run the
3: Derby on turf. <laughs> that's fair. Dennis throwing the shade oh, on the shit, no. I'm <laughs> Julian Leproo. Dennis Trusty. That's his name. Go ahead and go after him. Yes. At Dennis Trusty on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by all means, send the hate true. that way. Um... I don't think it's a, that big of a difference. Like, it, it, and I realize Ira is yeah. pretty good at getting out of the gate. And, I like, I get all of that. But to me, I I think the horse is, is broken so well. So, like, it, I remember we were watching the Tampa Bay Derby. And we did oh, yeah. through the live stream. Yeah. And we're like, holy crap. The horse is a length ahead. Two strides into the race. Yeah. And so it's like, I, you know. I think Jared could probably break well on this horse. I'm not sure about Aaron. Jared could <laughs> definitely get this okay, out of the gate.
2: Well, I've definitely uh, had my foot feet in the reins. Yeah. I know that. Well, listen, I would change tactics. To take it back <laughs> for one run.
3: <laughs> okay, Joel. Um,
2: I, I don't have concern about it. I, and I think
3: classic college just possesses the most natural speed. And from the 17 hole, even if you don't break as sharp as you'd like,
2: you've got no choice. Well, I just think oh, the bottom line is it's like I don't think he can win. But if there is a way he wins – it's by stealing it on the front end. Yeah. So you just go. Yeah. You just go and you, like, by ultimately by all costs, right? Yeah. If it means running the 22 opening quarter or whatever it is and 46, you're doing it, you're doing it. because yeah, yeah, yeah. if you yeah. had a chance to win, you don't want to be like, well, I, yeah, I, you know, put them behind horses. It's like, no, you, yeah. you're sending
4: them. Yeah. No, I mean, I said that just as the person on the, you know, somebody was asking a question. Yeah, devil's yeah. advocate. It's a, it's a yeah. good point. You have a,
3: a jock switch from Ira to anyone. It's a downgrade, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's it's a valid point from that perspective. And, I, but I just I don't see any way they don't just say, hey, we've got to bullet this horse out. Yeah.
0: And, you know, just, just I and again, I, I I think
3: we all kind of think that that's what's going
0: to happen. They did interview uh Lynch and. <laughs> You know, it's trainer speak, but he said, no, he doesn't have to go to the lead. We kind of like him to be outside of horses, just stalking him. It's like, win, What race ever, right? You know what?
3: what? (laughs) If (laughs) If they do that and Messier gets the lead? It's, it's over. It's over. I mean, because let's be it's honest. Okay. It, it, okay. Messier is the fastest of the horses inside yeah. of Classic Causeway. if it, Like, it, to the inside horses. So the other ones, obviously, will be Summers tomorrow. Epicenter has some speed. But I think Epicenter is kind of like your midnight bourbon speed from last year. Where I don't think he's fast enough to actually get the lead. Yeah. If, if, if 17 doesn't break, Messier gets the lead. If Messier gets the lead and goes
2: 46 to the half, good luck running him down late.
3: It's going to get scary for sure, yeah.
2: Uh, and I really think when it comes to Tava, you know, I, I think all he needs to do, as long as he doesn't, you know, which he hasn't had issues, but uh, with the only two starts, so I guess, you know. <laughs> but, but as long as he doesn't balk at the gate or anything. You know, you go back and watch Stancy in the Derby. He breaks, like, he breaks amazing. And he's really right there with Forbidden Kingdom early in that race. And, and you think for half a second, like, oh, that, that's what – we kind of wonder going in, like, oh, he's going to go, yeah. he's going to be the rabbit. Then, sprint. Yeah. yeah, Messier, you know, he's going to, and then it's like, oh, Mike's backing him off. Oh, well, then you think, well, something's wrong. No, he just was off the bridle, and so I, my point is that first run down the the first time around the uh, in front of the grandstands, Taba, as long as he breaks okay, like Mike will get him. He'll be outside somewhat of some uh, out of the horses that you know, like you said, the early speed. I think Messier will go, and, and Taba should get the perfect placement. Um, sitting at like a chilly third, fourth position. And frankly, from there, and that's ultimately why he's my pick, is because I think if you sit there at that point and see Tava in that catbird's kind of third, fourth position, you're thinking, well, if he is who I think he is, this thing is over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Even if S.A. gets that, that setup that, that Samich is talking about, if Tava's in a similar distance behind him that he was in the San Diego Derby, it's still going to be hard to hold off Tava in that situation. So, uh, yeah, and that's that's just it. And you know, with Tava, with any horse in this race, it's it's very logical to say well, you got to get out of the gate. But with him, especially, he, if he's got to get out of the gate, he's got to break like he did in the San the Derby. If he doesn't, him more than anybody else is in big big trouble. But like you said, he's broke sharply twice, and that's really mm-hmm. good. That's a really good thought. And one thing I saw some people bring this up in the chat, and we've talked about it lightly. Mike Smith is adamant about these starting gates are more narrow than they used to be. He's a small horse. Yeah. Messi's a big horse. Zanin's a big horse. Tava's pretty small. So if, if that is actually a thing, which I'm not ready to say that it is, but, you know, he, I, Smith's been in there. I haven't. So if that's actually a thing, that's even more of a benefit for him.
3: We've got a lot of people talking about Chargit in the chat. Yeah, and I, I, think, right. I think it's relevant to bring up Chargit because Charge It had a lot of trouble in the Florida Derby. And I'm not just talking about the fact that he was goofy as hell, started his run, stopped his run, started his run, then weaved in and out on White of Barrio. The start to me was something as well because he, he was kind of rocking the gate. He struggled a little bit to get out of the gate, broke the poorest we've seen. Does he actually factor into the pace if he breaks clean here? Is he the horse that kind of pushes up if, if he's able to get out of the gate, because we did see him forwardly placed in the earlier races and the shorter races. He's got the speed to do it. If he breaks, do they push, especially considering that Fletcher also has Modonical? I'll answer it with asking a question
0: that'll lead to the answer. When we were when we were analyzing the Florida Derby, did you not think he would be on the lead in that race, or close to the lead? I thought he'd be a lot closer than he was. Correct. Yeah. So I think, yes, is the answer. Now, the, the flip side, of he's an, if this gate thing is that actual thing, he's a huge horse. Yes. This is mm-hmm. one of the Bigger horses in the race, so if he doesn't break well, it may, that's an issue. I don't know, but yes, if he breaks well, Charge should be more forwardly placed than we saw in the Florida Derby. That was just a nightmare from the beginning from him, really. Well,
4: I, I even thought another one, too. Uh, anyone know what simplification's going to do? Yeah. <laughs> no. I, no one
3: knows. <laughs> I would expect if he breaks clean, he's forwardly placed as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if he, he's... He's not
4: fast enough, but, you know, it's kind of unknown. He was
3: a half-length behind Classic Causeway in that Florida Derby, right? Mm -hmm. So he's got – if we're saying Classic Causeway makes the lead and Simplification's like a half-length behind, you got to think that he's going to be more forwardly placed too. And it's really – what this is going to come down to from a pace perspective is how pressured – how pressured that actual pace is going to be because – the thing is that first quarter could be very fast. It's how slow is the second quarter? Do they slow down very much? Justify ran the second fastest, I believe, is opening half mile in the last nine years or since they went to the point system, but went 111 to three quarters, right? And that's going to be the key. I expect the 22 and change opening quarter. If they run 110, 111, especially 111 through, through six furlongs, you got to be
2: close to the pace to win this race. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I, I just I have a hard time seeing Charger. He has to do a ton of things to make this thing work now it kind of goes it's similar to table in a sense that if he does break and he's all of a sudden in that position we thought he might be in the florida derby you're thinking oh like he doesn't have a lot of you know he doesn't have a lot of issues to overcome in that case you know he did run super green down the stretch but uh he's certainly a horse that like i put him in the top five in in terms of talent level in the field i think he's extremely talented to charge it i i just think this might be a little too much too soon uh so that's why i'm not ultimately using charge it to win i think underneath makes a lot of sense because I, I could see him running like a you know bang up race where it's like he gets third or fourth or second even if he runs you know but it's like you know like oh man he got like what if this this because like just a lot for him to do you got to remember todd Fletcher as many runners as he's got in this race which has been uh, the most of all time um, he's only got two wins and both those horses super Saver and always dreaming were horses that were established horses that, that had ran in stakes races who were, you know, obviously always dreaming had won the Florida Derby going into the race. Uh, super saver damn near probably should have won the Arkansas Derby, but um, he had won the, I think he won the jockey club the year uh, yeah. before that. But anyways, he ever established horses, you know, charge it just, is kind of making that improve, and I get why they're running them. I don't doubt, them. I don't fault them for running it. He should improve. I still think it might be too much to overcome.
0: Mm-hmm. He, he has to do a lot of things different instead of just one thing different. There
3: that's, it is. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my yeah. final thought. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too green. Okay. Right. Yeah. I don't change leads well. Okay. Yeah. I don't break well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't do all three. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now we got a lot of things to fix. Oh, what's yeah. your? Oh, I'm and what's
2: doctor. your next race? Yeah. Oh, it's a Kentucky Derby. Well, yeah. I mean, oh. you, you,
3: then you're yeah, in a race where you have to do all three. Yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. 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 That to me is that's why I'm not going to use charge underneath. It's just, there's too many things to fix It's too short of a window. If it was yeah. one of the three, I agree with Jared. Mm-hmm. May this this could be a great Traverse course, right? Like this could be a great great Breeders' Cup Classic course if he develops throughout the year. There's enough mm-hmm. talent there. For this horse to do great things. Mm-hmm. Getting that talent figured out this quickly is going to be the problem. And then obviously making that talent progress if you want to actually win the Travers of the Bridge Cup. You gotta improve yeah. all the way throughout the year and fix the issues, yeah.
4: And if it's raining too for him and he's still green like that, yeah. he's gonna be in a disaster mode. So I mean, but as of right now, he is my Belmont horse. I'll say it before he even runs third, fourth, whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know. Well, well, yeah, he, he, you can already see it on the wall. He's, yeah. That's what they're well, probably going to...
0: Well, you think about the Belmont with this horse, and I agree. I think he'll be really good there. He's got a great pedigree for it, right? Mm-hmm. He, You think about breaking fast in the Belmont, not that big of a deal. You know, they all kind of break in a bog. They can get him out there, and the Belmont is one a lot of times with a horse that just gets out in front and yeah. is really tough to pass. You look at Hot Rod Charlie last year, even though he went really fast, Damn near won the thing because he just got out there and went. and, and it, it took a monumental effort by Essential Quality run that was down. So, anyway, mm-hmm. the, that's the, I agree with Dennis. The chart is certainly looked much much better suited for the Belmont at this time. All right, so let's fast forward twentieth, <laughs> and then, then maybe not.
2: <laughs> we'll yeah, see, then he's right? Out of
0: the crowd. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah The <laughs> classic and the <laughs> Belmont are off the table. These are all
2: speculations prior to the Kentucky Derby. Right,
4: yeah. At uh, the time of recording, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes.
2: So let's fast forward to the top of the stretch. Oh, Boy, yeah, let's see, it gets exciting there, right? You know, Barbaro's making his run right there. Uh,
4: <laughs> <He's> uh, <laughs> the happy Jack. Um, can we I'm do I'm kind of worried if Barrow just run out there and just trying to stop well, it. I'm going to, yeah, if he gets up to eighth, I'm hitting the track, I'll be standing right there yeah. anyway. So.
3: <laughs> I don't even want to know what happens.
0: Barber oh, <laughs> Well, there'll
3: be a, tomorrow. Saturday. Yeah. There'll
0: be puke on the on the track if he <laughs>
4: runs first. <laughs> so. And there will be a lot of alcohol
2: at my house. Yeah. will <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he'll be watching Barber Road or Taba more in the race. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll never see Barbara Road, so
1: I'm not worried about it. You can probably watch both
2: there's taba and then look back all right there he here is he comes. Uh, <laughs> so. did he beat uh, happy jack yeah he did barely um, okay so the top of the stretch who's in the lead who's right there who's who's coming like how do you see this thing assu- again assuming this race runs you know semi-normal in terms of not a lot of traffic or bad breaks no, some, yeah exactly so yeah. how do you it's classic cause The they tip top the stretch they're into the stretch. Classic Causeway. Is he's is he still there? Is Messier in the lead now? Like who's in the lead? Is epicenter now in the lead? Who who's in the lead? Where's Taba? You know, that to me is the answer is the question or the answer to the question because that's gonna help. You know, I, I just if Taba's right there in striking distance, it, I just don't see a way he loses because that's just that's my whole reasoning um, why I pick him because I just don't he sees a target, he's gonna run him down. <laughs> What?
3: Of course, you think he's going to go it You're picking him. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, table's right there. He's going to run third. Well, <laughs> yeah. well,
2: no, and then I do, I do think with him, and that's why I didn't back Willem, I think he's first, or I think he's like sixteenth or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like he hits the top of the stretch, and he's just oh, he's not. That's he's backing up, or he's the top. I, I just think he's an all or nothing horse.
0: As a public handicapper, he's he's kind of a hell horse to pick. But I, you know, we went with him anyway because he can make you look really dumb. Like I fully, and I would imagine you would acknowledge, or anybody else who's picking him. I don't know who else, but Jared and I so far. But if he runs fifteenth, the Saturday night show is not going to be that fun, mm-hmm. right? Because you just picked a horse that ran fifteenth in the Kentucky Derby, and you acknowledge that, yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly possible that he just is fo- a, a, a you know kind of phony horse, but. The other time, if he wins, it's it's just unbelievable. And you're going to get paid for it, and that's the big thing. But your question, top of the stretch. I think Messi takes over at the top of the stretch. I think Tabas in second, about the same distance he's behind. And I think Epicenter has taken a lot of mud on the inside. And here he comes kind of in third because he's on the rail. He's going to try to get out. I would envision Zandon's already made that move on the turn. I don't think he's like in third this time, maybe more like fifth or sixth in and then we'll just see how it
2: Don't out. you think Wai and Zandon are kind of in similar kind of placements in terms of where they're going and maybe Zandon?
3: I think Wedabar is more forwardly placed. Yes. Yeah. So you I, think uh,
2: Zandon's behind Waida Barrio? Yeah.
3: Can I say something real quick on your Tava thing? Mm-hmm. If you're not playing Tava, if you're like, yeah, I hate this horse, play him on top of a cheap super. Yeah. With three horses you like below, or four horses you like below. Because I agree with Aaron. I think Taba is the most likely horse to either like either absolutely succeed or flop of the top contenders because he's either going to run really well or going to be terrible. And if you hate him, put in a saver super that costs 24 bucks with one horse over four, your four horses you like, because it'll pay if it happens and you'll be kicking yourself if he wins and you run second, third or fourth. Right. To answer mm-hmm. Jared's question, <laughs> Messier is going to be a the lead up top of the stretch. I think simplification and White of bar are going to be close. I think epicenter is going to be sitting on the rail behind there trying to find a way out. I think Tabe is going to be sitting in like sixth right behind them. I think Zan is going to be making a move in seventh or eighth, trying to find a way out. But I think Messier is by far the most
2: likely horse to be ahead at the top of the stretch.
0: Yep. Which is always scary yeah. in the Derby, right? It,
2: it, well, it certainly bode well for the same connections or same jockey, uh, sort of similar connections, um, when that's happened at the top of the stretch of the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. You know, John Velasquez sees the lead at top stretch. He ain't given it up. So he, that's, and ultimately that's why I was between Taba and Messier in my pick because it was like, yeah, I expect him to be on the lead, and when it when the real running starts, and someone's going to have to run him down. Can they? And you know that that's ultimately the the question, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, for me, I think that honestly is between uh, at the top of the lane, Messi and uh, Epicenter on the lead, because I think Joel will have to probably get aggressive at some point, besides just sitting and sitting and sitting. So, you know, um, I don't know where Tay was going to be at all. I mean, I. That's just unknown. Um, you know, I think Cyberknife might be somewhere up in there, too. Because he, he so- made that middle move. And, I mean, not saying that he's even got a shot to win the thing, in my opinion. But he made that middle move. And that's what it does take to make a run in the Derby. I don't really like him, like I said. But, I mean. It's fair that he could be up
1: there, though.
2: Yeah. he. I mean, he was. You go back to the Augusta Derby. He kind of made that. Middle move yeah. a little bit to get in a better placement. Drew did with him. Um, you remember that while watching him on the backs, you know, whereas Secret Oath was going the opposite way. He's kind of got that placement, and then boom, she just couldn't, you know, get to him. Uh, but yeah, he he certainly, if, if there's any of the Cox horses you're worried about, it's Cyber Knife, because he, even though I don't really, re- well, I don't really, I definitely do not like that Arkansas Derby or Oakland, any yeah. circuit but he seems like a horse that's definitely improving at the right time.
3: So uh,
2: Zozos for cyberknife. I'll go cyberknife. Yeah,
3: that's tough. I mean I'm asking the question because I know someone at this table may not go cyberknife. I would I think it's I would probably go Zozos and I, I would because of how bad I think the Arkansas circuit was um, and the fact that if, if epicenter is, is sitting on the board at seven to two and Zozos who is an improving horse, ran second to him, is sitting on the board at 20-plus to one. That seems a little wonky in my mind, especially since Sozos does have tactical speed. And that Like, the 19 post isn't – I mean, it's a terrible post. and it's, it's actually – the 19 and 20 are worse than the one from a hitting-the-board perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't won a derby, I think, since 2008, 2012, and, and they've only finished on the board twice, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a bad, bad, bad draw. But Cyberknife sitting in the 16 is not that much better, right? So, yeah. and, and Zozo's has a chance to take a step forward in my mind and, and face a tougher group of horses last time out.
0: Literally, since I did that video on Zozo's, everybody has contacted me and said, oh, no, Cyberknife, Cyberknife, he's working. And people that know you know, Cox have been like, no, Cyberknife, he's the one. He's working out great. I'll stick with Zozo's. I'm not going to care about it. I, I've never cared about workouts. I'm not going to care about it now. I'll, I'll stick with Zozo's.
3: I think he's a better horse coming into this. I don't think either hit the board. I don't really think so either. But if I'm picking one, I would take those
2: as well. All right, so let's talk some other horses that maybe that people are liking that will want to be betting uh, come Saturday. I've seen a lot of it in the chat here with Mo Donegal, Um and I've also seen a little bit um, about Smile Happy. So let's kind of let's go the, let's go a match race between Mo Donegal and Smile Happy. You know, Smile Happy <laughs> doesn't have a lot to complain about this year. Yeah, he hasn't won, but he was also beat by by Zandon and Epicenter the two top choices of the Kentucky Derby smile. Happy at one point beginning of this year was the Kentucky Derby favorite. So now you're getting the value on him that, you know, I require when it comes to playing McPeak. you're getting 20 to one morning line. Is this the race that he could finally break through? Or is it, are we we finally, do we just know what he is at this point? And maybe he's a horse that could run underneath. Then you have Mo I think the wood was sneaky good. And if you like Zan you kind of like need to like Mo and he's back, back that up. Now the, the post doesn't favor him. The the setup probably won't favor him, but as an underneath play, Mo Donigle makes a ton of sense for me. Thoughts?
0: I, I you know, I get the small happy love, like people are talking about him. I just, like, what, what was his excuse in the Bluegrass,
3: right? Go ahead. Uh, his excuse in the Bluegrass was that he was first time ever closer to the pace. He's never been that close. And he was four wide, four wide as well. And Zandon looked like a freight train coming home. Yeah. He beat the crap out of the rest of that field. He ran well in the last furlong, even though he was four wide, four wide, and closer to the pace. I think that his bluegrass was – I'd be interested to know what the thorough graph on the bluegrass was for Zanin versus Smile Happy. Look I that be, up. I bet there's not that <laughs> drastically of a difference because, yes, Zandon won by a couple lengths, but Smile Happy was wide the whole time, and Zanin saved
2: all the ground. So I think Smile Happy's last race was actually sneaky better than it looks on paper. Mm-hmm. Well, you got you got a one and a half from Zandon, your winner of the race, and then Smile Happy got a one and a half. So they got
3: the same number. So they they got the same, same
2: throw. Wow. So, like I said, advantage Summit
3: trip was not great for Smile Happy. And we actually
1: <laughs> they now. now Aaron, if, you,
3: if you ever take the time to check out the YouTube page for Racing Dude, yeah, we have a trip note on there about Smile Happy. I'm not
0: it.
2: That was actually,
0: that was
1: part of his
3: point. He's
2: the worst one. Yeah. You know,
1: what?
0: one of us.
2: No,
3: one of <laughs> <has> us. One of <laughs> us. But here's the thing, like like I like the Way to bar thing. Listen to the owner, then go back and watch the replay. I went back and watched the bluegrass again. I was like, you know what? That's better than I thought. And I love that the third guy, I had no clue, so I'm happy that that worked. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that worked well for you. And yeah. they,
3: they got the same number, and one is twenty to one, and the other is is seven to two, and you can argue or three to seven one. To two. And oh you, yeah, and you okay. could argue. It's not, I, I you could argue that, that the 20-to-1 shot has more tactical speed in a race where you want more tactical speed.
2: Yeah.
4: Well, another issue I have with Maldonado is, all right, I mean, I know we haven't, we were not supposed to be talking about odds, but, uh, so you're telling me the horse was supposed to be lower than 10-to-1 after drawing the one post? Like, you know what I'm saying with that? Yeah. Like, yeah. The odds was not supposed to be made before the draw. Right. But apparently they was, which is... Now I think the horse should they be are. fifteen to one, and so just yeah. ten to one. You know, so you're telling me it should be a six. You
2: know, the five. odds are the way they do it now. They kind of have to make the odds, which is st- I mean, and John White says the same. He's like it's ridiculous, but it's it, it just they it's make they make the odds prior, yeah. and then you kind of you can deviate from that based off of their draw. You know, but I, I guess taglib is like you know the yeah I drew the one, but I'll leave him at ten to one. So. Also, which which by the way I'm sorry but that by. would have helped if you would have said hey let's bump him to you know whatever 15 12 to one well taban all of a sudden can go down to 10 to one and yeah, but you yeah, know so is. if you if you raise Mo Donegal up Taba can go further down so yeah, it did point. dictate a lot of like you're saying some of the other odds
0: so we're talking about a match race to Donegal and smile happy and we're with- we're thinking it's debatable who's better, right? I mean, it is debatable. I get your points. Mm -hmm. I'll take Fletcher and Irat over Lannery and McNeek if we're going to do that. That'll be my decision maker there. That's that's a fair point. (laughs) I don't love you, Becker, no.
3: (laughs) i would be interested to see if, <laughs> it, what money Modanigo takes on race day as well, because I, I was someone who played No Agenda last year, and I bought into the fact that this new gate, the one post, it's not that; bad. <laughs> it's awful still. And like, and I realize Modanigo is going to want to close, but that means that you're catching kickback from 20 horses. You're going to be you know, the bottom, last three. going to be 18th, 19th, or 20th going around the first turn. Now you got to work out a, a trip from there. I mean, to me, it's just, it's tough breaking out of that one hole. And I, I was there last year, and it was like. He has experience, I guess you could say. You could make that argument for it. And I, I like you, Jared. Like the wood was good. This is one of the best renditions we've seen of the wood. He actually won. He, yeah, yeah. It, like I, I don't want to go in there and just be like, yeah, I'm is terrible. He's not. I, 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 this was one of those horses where I was happy when he drew the one because it gave me a reason to chuck him out. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I dislike the horse; I dislike the post. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's yeah. fair. I, do you do you like him at all? Like, will you be keying him at all underneath?
3: I'm not going to use him underneath. I think the one post is just too much. It's, it's too much, to especially out. for a dead closer. Yeah, like it's, it's hard. hard. It's just like, I get, you're going to save ground in the first turn, but man, that second turn is going to be a train wreck. And then you're going to have to pass so many horses. And if you just look at that, traditionally what's done well in this race, you, you gotta be like a just dominant closer to be able to get up to the top four, not win the race top four from that position. Mm-hmm. And, and everything has to go right. And like, to me, I'm, I'd rather take horses that I think are going to be used a lot less underneath. Because the other part of this, if you want to make, like, to me, Mo Donegal and Crown Pride, they're going to be used on everyone's super. Everyone is going to put those horses on their super. So you see right. 10-to-1 and 20-to-1, they're going to be like 4-to-1 in the supers. They're going to be that heavily That's a good point. Because everyone's going to talk about, well, I'm going to use one of the closers, and Crown Pride's coming over. It's the Japan horse. And when you have all that kind of stuff, you really see that that kind of that, that, that money flow in, and that's going to be a big-time issue.
2: What we you got some technical issues over yeah, here. Dennis Genesis
3: disappeared. We're, we're getting
2: <laughs> Okay, so l- let's play. I want to play... Uh, I don't want to advocate with, with you, Salish, like, a little bit. I
3: know you were on
2: Taba, and then you've kind of obviously diverted to Messier a little bit. And I know I see a lot of people picking Messier here, and I know, Halterman, you were on Messier for a, a little bit in the back mm-hmm. and forth. Sure. So, if we're envisioning Taba... And again, I was between Messi and Tava, so I'm not. There's no fault in picking Messier. Oh, thank you for not faulting my pick. Well, <laughs> you'll you'll be faulted after yeah, Saturday, I right. tell you. Uh, well, that's that's the funny part.
3: Everyone will be except for the one horse who wins. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, whenever
2: uh, when Crown Pride wins, we'll really be wondering um, what and we're doing. Russell will have a good day. <laughs> but if yeah. you like, like, if you if you assume that Tava is going to break fine and going to be in a great position, why, what? How is it that you think he's going to turn the tables, Messier, on Tava? Well, I think there's a couple
3: of reasons. I, I don't think that Messier was fully cranked for the San Diego Derby. He needed to finish first or second. And I think they knew they were better for Midden Kingdom. So I don't think that, that there was any interest any interest to be cranked there. And Messier, the plan was always to run one race and go to the Derby once they switched switched trainers, right? Mm-hmm. Taba, the breeder didn't want the horse in the race, the trainer didn't want the horse in the San Diego Derby. The the like the only person that did was the owner. That was it. I think you saw a hundred percent crank Taba go out there and run a heck of a race against the Messier who was under wraps late. I don't like, I thought Messier was going to win that race heading into the stretch. And then Tava kind of turned it on in that last eighth of a mile. But Messier never really got pushed on in my mind to kind of go after him. To me, we saw Messier running a race to improve into the Derby. And we saw Tava running a race to make sure he got into the Derby. And I think that if you look at the two and you say, who's more likely to take a step forward? Messier is the answer, not Tava. Now, Teva could run the same race, and that may be good enough to win. But Messier has a race last before this layoff that is good enough to beat Tava's last race in the San Diego Derby in my mind. And so if, if Messier can improve off his laps, I think Messier is better than Tava, and I think Messier is more likely to improve. Okay,
2: thoughts?
0: It's hard to argue the
3: points, because I, I have a lot of respect for Messier. He was my top pick
0: for a long time, um, and it's up. In this race, especially, it's always scary when you turn from and you have the lead, and Messier should have it. I just couldn't get the replay of that Santa Anita Derby out of my mind. And the, here's the deal: if he would have beat him barely, I would have thought, okay, he can turn the t- he, he beat him so easily, and he it, and it wasn't a bam. I hit the wire and then I'm done. He galloped out better than him as well. I just can't can't get over that fact. And I think John said it best. I can live with myself picking Tava and epicenter wins because a they're they're to both good prices so I can I can you know have savers to Messier and he wins. It's fine from a betting standpoint. And look, Messier won, I picked the horse that beat him. He didn't beat him this time. I can't live with myself picking Messier and then Tava beats him again. That's where that's ultimately where I was at because I would just sit there and go, we just saw this and I did I picked the I picked Messier again like an idiot, you know so, um, but I get the I get all the points. I'm not gonna argue. I, I think Messier will run a better race. The one thing I will say, I think there's a better chance Tabo runs a better race this Saturday coming up than he did in the San Anita Derby. Here's why. Second time going long. And I don't think the horse really ran all that hard in the San Anita Derby. Mike Smith, if you can believe him, he said he just kind of ran in spots. And you could see it mid-stretch. It's like, yeah, he's going to finish second. What a good race. Then they just kind of asked him, and he just lowered the head and went and got him. And then he just eased back up after the wire. I think he's going to run better. And maybe that's where Samich and I differ and why the picks differ. He's thinking Tava's going to run that same race, and Messi is going to improve and beat him. I think table will run a better race on Saturday. And if he does, I think you would say over. No. Yeah, I mean,
3: if he, if he improves off that, yeah. they're in a lot of trouble. And if he... Running in spots makes me concerned too, though. You can't run in spots in a 20 horse field, you can yeah. in a six horse field.
0: If you can, if you run when the jock asked and then turn it off when the jock asked to turn it up, that's, that's the key yeah. to him. If, you, if you're
3: yeah. completely push button, yes. Then, yeah.
0: Now, you look at his two races, has he not been pretty pushed? But remember, we were live on his debut, no, I remember. and he was getting they we were like, Oh, he's in trouble, and they just went that and it, bam. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then in this race. We were standing at Keeneland. Uh, you were on live again, <laughs> obviously, during this race. He's on the backside. I said, Jared, I don't think he's going to run. Like, I think he's got the Cappy Jackson beating him. I think he might finish last. And you're like, shit, I know. He looks terrible. Ask him to go, go a little bit. He got a little bit closer. Ask him to go a little bit around the turn. He gets a little co- closer. Ask him to go again. He passes him. I think he has a shot to be an absolute freak. Maybe he loses Saturday. Maybe he bounces and finishes 16th, and I look like an idiot. I gotta pick the horse that I think is the most talented. I think it's him.
4: That's fair. That's very fair. Are you where you where you leaning at?
2: (laughs) Sorry, I'm a little Uh, choked up by that sentiment. I'm so happy for my friend here because
4: he's finally on Tava. Yeah, yeah. um, At the odds right now, Tava. I have to take that horse as my top pick, but I really think. it's really, if you're disregarding odds, I'd like Epicenter still, even though the three post sucks. Um, if I was getting kind of crazy, I think that I would try to lean towards maybe a simplification. Uh, or, and I also like White avario as well. Um, now see if the Epicenter odds are still 7-2, I'm taking White Barrio probably as a top pick. Really? You know, because that's, 7-2 to is too low on that horse, I think. Um. But I'm doing it again. I'm taking a 15-14 post in the derby where I absolutely hate that post. But <laughs> you know, I mean, so it is Yabarro. I think it's going to be Yabarro as the main bet. Let
0: me ask you this though: you
4: like odds society You like Everson the best, right? Yes. What odds does he, does
0: he need to rise up to for him to be the top pick in the bet? He's not getting there. I think it'll be five to one. He needs to be five to one for you. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's a fair. Fair Like, fair value, you know, in terms yeah. of what he should probably be at to play. Now, I like agree.
4: Yeah, and stuff, and yeah, I might just have to take him on top and, yeah. you know, do the thing with Sanded, like you were saying, it, and just roll a few horses underneath, but yeah.
2: Now, I agree with this, with Truth Exposed here. The, the horse <laughs> acts like he'd run himself to death to win, and that's talking about Taba, I assume. And I agree, like, and I think that's part of why we've seen this horse be so long to get to the track, and why we're seeing this horse one-and-a-half workouts. I don't know what you'd call that blowout the other day. Um, it wasn't official work, so I guess it's two. But still, like, he's so fast and he's so talented and he ha- he's so smart that he, he's going to try to win. He wins every race. He tries to win every race, and, like, that's what kind of, you know, he that's what gives me confidence, but also gives me concern on, I don't know if he could win the Triple Crown. I don't know. I don't see him being, like, a justified type horse because he might run himself into –
3: I think there's zero chance being hurt. Wins the round. I think there's zero yeah. chance
2: he runs in all three.
3: I would be surprised if he's in the
0: pre I just want him to win on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: That's all
0: I care and I about. don't give a holy ass hell what he does after that. If he runs on wins on Saturday and he's six to one or higher, he can go what? to the farm and do his business the rest of his <laughs> life, and I can give one shit. <clears throat> Sir? I promise so, you that
3: much. So question for you, Aaron and Jerry. Okay. Taber's six to one, Messi is ten to one.
0: Well, that becomes a lot trickier, right? But I still will take Tabor.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, okay, if that, Tava goes to where it's like four to one, then you're getting into that territory. I don't think
2: it's gonna be that long. No. Yeah. So yeah. that's. I was gonna ask that question. So that's good. Like, what are we? What are you thinking? What are we thinking as far as, you know, five, four minutes to post? Because you're gonna have to put your bet in unless you're online. But for us, there, if you're betting at the window, you're gonna have to get your bet in a decent time. What, what odds are you playing? What odds do you think you're going to be sending it in on Sea? Or what are we going to be sending it on? Because, by the way, I saw it earlier. Yes, Taba is going to be a part of a very large wager for me. And so, yes, I will be hammering him. And I'm. what odds are we going to get on these horses?
0: I predict six to one on Taba. I think eight. Eight?
3: Yeah. I
2: think six to eight is the answer.
3: Mm-hmm. You're you best you in odds. So I, I think you're going to get between five and six to one on table The steam has just started on this horse now. And, and it's tough when the steam starts for it to stop. And I, I think you may see table I think you might get five to one on Epicenter based on the way the because Epicenter seems to be the one who is garnering the least respect as you as you look around betting markets that are international and better markets here in the U.S. <laughs> that are fixed odds. Epicenter is the horse that seems to be floating up. And Sandin, who seems to be kind of, is going to be your favorite, I'd expect. Three to one, seven to two, somewhere in that range. I think you're going to see epicenter and you're going to see Tava buying for second choice. I think it's going to be epicenter, like five to one, and Tava sitting at maybe five and a half to one, six to one. I think you're going to get eight to one or so on Messier. I think that's kind of where your top four are going to fall.
4: I think that's fair. Well, I mean, just to say too, I don't know how much you all take into it. I know uh, the l- one comment on there that says uh, Mattress Mac will be on oh, yeah. whatever. If he hits that horse hard, that's. Become dangerous.
2: Yeah. I think I saw four million is the plan.
4: Well, I, I just I I got really into this last
3: year because he was he bet six million last year, but he spread it out across four pools. So it didn't affect the wind pool oh. as much as I expected because it ended up being a two million dollar win bet, but he bet large doubles. He bet both in the Oaks Derby double, large doubles in and out of the Derby. So he he spread it out properly, not to crush his own price in one specific pool. Hmm. So I don't expect a four million dollar wind bet. I would expect four million through the horse but it's going to be spread out across a plethora of different ways to do it to be able to to give himself the best chance to be profitable, right? So you play... You know, $200,000 exactly with that horse on top of three. You're playing a million-dollar double, Oaks Derby double into that horse. You're playing a million to two million to win on the horse, and then you're taking the rest and playing doubles in the race in and out of it. Mm. So I, I don't think... So that, it all
2: goes through the horse, but it's not all on the nose of the horse. It's so all it's
3: on good. the nose, but it's not on the, just that one nose. Right. you're adding in some more noses, to <laughs> spread out your, your risk, right? And right. And also to make it so that your payout is what it, closer to what, it, what a true or fair odds should be.
2: So who is that horse? Zan, anything? think?
3: It's been rumored to be Zanin mes- in Epicenter. Um, I think it's Zandon based on everything that everyone has said. I haven't officially I heard it is. who it's going to be. Yeah, he did run be. a promotion this year. That was the other part of it. Last year he ran a promotion, and it was like if you bought a mattress and the favorite wins the Derby. So then he was definitely on essential quality because the favorite was going to be essential quality pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he ran the same promotion, but last year the reason for that was he ran a promotion. You get a free mattress if the favorite wins the Derby. And we knew who the favorite was going to be. That's why everyone knew where the money was going to go. So yeah, that's the kind of backstory that I mentioned,
2: Matt. All right. Time has come. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I think we kind of know now. All right. <laughs> Let's just make it official. Final. Lock them in. Uh, we'll start with you, Halterman. Final. Kentucky to repick. Who is it?
0: It's Taba. Um, you know, I went into the John White interview kind of on the fence about the two and it's not that he can convince me even with the points of, hey, he's beaten Messier and this and that. I already knew all the factors, but just having him talk about it and just logically sitting down and saying, look, if you don't pick Taba and you want to pick him and you pick the horse that he beat and he beat easily and then he beats that horse again, you're going to lose sleep for months over it, right? And then if, if you pick Taba and Messier beats him, it's like, well... I picked the horse that beat him. So, you know, what can you do? I liked Messier, but at the end of the day, I'm going to go with the horse that I think is the most talented. I don't, and you're going to get six, eight to one. I got, I have to take David. Um, I
4: would say I like Whitey Barrio. I said that. Um, one other thing I forgot to mention that scares me too is Safi Joseph training outside of Florida, outside into a big race. I forgot to mention that. Um, but for right now, I think he's probably the most peaked horse out of all of them because, you know, Florida Derby was just so impressive to be closing wide in both turns. And, you know, I'm, I guess I'm more comfortable with, you know, Aaron's taking the the most talented horse route. I'm taking the horse that I think can overcome a bad trip route. So that's fair, that's certainly him. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: he can make his own, and, and he's shown that yeah. he's pretty versatile, you know.
4: So I think that's what. Oh, um, well, you know what? Since this might be my only time on here, I'm taking a super all with all, with all, with all. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
2: Well, that's going to cash. All so.
0: right. Yes, uh, that guaranteed okay. winner from Dennis yes. Trusty.
2: It also guaranteed trustee. his first and only appearance on the Up. 20 times, 19 times, 18 times. That's just $116,000. Oh, a bunch of
4: people but in, in chat will just it. it will cash. It, will, it cash. Will, cash. will cash.
3: It's the question of how much you'll lose.
2: That um, was great having you uh, on, Dennis. Yeah. Uh,
0: You're doing so good. <laughs> yeah. All
2: right. Savage. All right. No, no. no. Yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're going to tell me you're going to play a super oh, you're out, you're done no, I'm,
3: I'm going to actually wheel no uh, okay. So, <laughs> look I'm going to take Messier because I think Messier is more talented than Taba is eh, I think Messier is more ready to be the best horse right now than Taba may be, I think they're about the same talent wise uh, I'm going to take Messier I think he is going to improve off that last race, I also think that he has the ability to get the lead here and be tactical if he is able to I don't think there's going to be a fast pace. I think he's going to be at the top of the stretch. I don't think he's going to have nearly as, he doesn't have as high of a chance of trip trouble to me as Taba does. So I'm going to go with Messier and I'm going to, I'm, I am going to, actually I'll let you pick and then I have a question. First.
2: <laughs> well, I wanted to, I wanted to say that I, I think in your case, and honestly, both of our cases um, in terms of Taba and even White of you, you can kind of trust at this point a little bit that you're going to at least get a run, but when it comes to Messier, and I love this kind of horse. Like, I love picking horses like Messier because you know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like, you know what? You can kind of, if, if you it's like you can live with it if he just gets ran down. Like, he just wasn't good enough or whatever. But it's like top of the stretch. And you play, a, you're, you're you're the tournament guy. Obviously, you 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 do extremely well in the tournaments. So you play a lot of speed horses because that's obviously key. And sometimes with long shots, like, at least, you know, like, hey, top of stretch. I had a shot, you yeah. know, that's and that's what you're looking for and messier is going to give that to you and and frankly Taba should be right there and it and, and kind of is what ultimately i've been on Tava. you know i picked him to win the santa derby uh and i stay i'm staying on him and, and that's kind of where i'm at it's like listen top of the stretch i think he'll be right there now is he good enough we'll find out did the, the santa derby take too much out of him we'll find out but the whole like is he too lightly raised? Is the traffic going to be concerned? Like, I just don't buy any of that because I think as long as he breaks, well, he also needs to beat three horses versus needing to beat 19 horses. And that's like, okay, great. That didn't matter anymore. Um, justify. I'm not, I don't think he's as good as justify yet. Yeah, we'll talk about, we'll see, I guess, but Justify Didn't have to worry about anything when he got to that race because he went to the, and got, got, it broke and he had one horse in front of him um, early in the race. That's all. He would passed one horse and then he just ran. You know that's what he did, and frankly, that's what he did in all his races in the Triple Crown, really. So it wasn't that hard for him because he didn't. The, the, the inex- inexperience factor didn't really come into play. So that's how I see Taba. You know, Messier, I think is the, is the danger there. Those are the two horses I'm big. I'm most on. But Taba, I'm locking it in, man. I love this horse, and I think uh, I think he's going to win.
0: I will be shocked if Taba
2: runs second to Messier. That's what I'll say. That's will a, I be shocked if Messe wins? Absolutely
0: not. But if Taba is second in that race, I will be dumbfounded.
2: I think that's a very f- fair
0: dumbfounded too strong. I will be very surprised if Taba is,
2: has him in his sights and can't get to him. Can't
0: get, that's the way to put it. Maybe he runs second because it's just an awful trip or something. But if he if they turn, I put it this way, if they turn for home and Taba's within two links and he's had a decent trip, I I, I just think he'll get him.
2: Chris, this it, this horse is not Rocky World. No, it's not. No. I hate that that we see that it's because it's recent and it's like because he was a horse that won the Stanley Derby that shouldn't have won the Stanley mm-hmm. Derby, and he won gate to wire and he stole the pay. You know, there's a thousand reasons. He's Even like,
0: you would admit he's not Rocky
2: World. No, Forbidden Kingdom no. was Rocky World. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he yeah. literally They're was Rocky World, fair right? Yes. right? Yes. Yeah. just after the race earlier. Yeah, he's not. I mean, I I it's I like, and I'm um, be fair, like yeah, he could lose the race. This race for sure, absolutely. Yeah. But he's not a rock your world. This right. horse is extremely talented. So, and just now we have a winner. That's your
3: winner. You only pick the winner if your horse won the race.
2: Okay. Is anyone singling the
3: Derby in the Derby Oaks double or in a pick five?
2: We used well, we well get that away, so we but we did not single.
3: I didn't sing. I'm using, I'm only using the, the, the best seat and table. I, but like, same. I'm not. I, <laughs> I,
2: hey, hey. <laughs> so I, I, There's I, more in the, uh, in the, uh, yeah. <laughs> double going in.
3: There's more. There's more what I'm saying is, like, we all I, – I, I like Teva as well. I actually like White Abario as well. It's another horse that I'm going to be using on all my tickets because I think White Abario makes a ton of sense. I'm not going to use them in I, – I don't – I think it's going to be hard for White Abario to win. I think you got to use White Abario underneath. Um, so I, I just – I want to put that out there as well. that like I think that both these horses have a legit shot to win. They're Messier
2: and Tabor are the two horses in the race. Not important yeah, it's not even races. close, really. <laughs> it's
1: really
0: not close. So the other deal is, if Tabor wins, he's not going to be upset. If Messier wins, we're not going to be upset. No. We have backup tickets. We have ways to cash. With those oh,
4: you'll too. be upset
0: that a effort won.
4: I won't. I will not. The thing. <laughs> if Tabor wins, I don't
0: care. Money, <laughs> money is money. That's where, gonna my, gonna you run run where I'm at with this whole Baffert thing now, to throw this out here real quick. I don't give a shit about who's training these horses anymore. As long as they show up and they're
3: ready, I I always care about the bets. <laughs> look, man, you you bet with one, your head, not with your heart. Yeah. Do I well, want yeah. do I want Baffert to win a Derby? No, but well, you know what? If he does, I'm gonna not gonna lose money because I I know what's going on. Like, well, come fine. on, like you, you know, if, 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 it's to me, it's like if you look, you bet with your head, not with your heart. Well, bet with true. the horse you think's gonna win, not the hey. horse you want to win. There's a difference, right? End of
0: the day, Baffert
3: ain't winning this Derby. That's true.
2: His name will never be on anything if they win. He just looked
0: at me like, you're an
3: idiot. Yes, he is. (laughs) Just out of curiosity, you guys make anything out of Baffert's number one exercise riders and riding Messier all week, the number one grooms out here with Messier? It's odd. For sure.
2: (laughs) He's got the all.
3: I mean, Joel Rosario
0: galloped.
2: Tava, that, that was that
3: was, was even crazier. What's yeah. going on? I don't
0: know. I don't know. Yeah. Welcome in
2: California. Yeah. yeah. is thinking, what the hell, man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that, I get that it's like it's horse racing. The horses don't give a shit, but still, it's weird if yeah. you're like and You're like,
3: really? What you yeah. doing up there? What are you doing, man? Yeah, yeah
2: like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to do? You know, so, I, I just so I wouldn't.
3: If I'm the owner of the of Tava, I wouldn't want another jockey on there. I want as little information for Joel Rosario going into that race, and if the work table gives you some idea of how the horse moves, how he works, what he likes, what he doesn't like. I just, I'm, sh- I was shocked they did that. Yeah. Well, the year.
1: whole,
2: the whole, Yaffar thing is just, it just throws everything a little bit off because it's not anything's, nothing's normal. No, Baffert wouldn't have ran a, uh, a blowout on Wednesday. You know, that's mm-hmm. not something he would have done, and and, and we would have heard a thousand other things about how good these horses are because Baffert wouldn't have shut up and he would have been in the media a ton. And so it's just, it's weird. All of it is, you know, Messier, the fact that, you know, and in, in, you got to think if Baffert was a trainer, both Messier and Taba would be on the morning line to be lower odds. 100%. Oh yeah.
4: They'd probably be favorite one night or like close yeah. to it. Taba oh. definitely would be.
2: Certainly after the betting starts on, you so know, in
4: that regard, thank God he's not here.
0: Right. Yeah. Take, advantage, <laughs> of it,
4: yeah, right?
2: Take mean- advantage of it. Right. Take advantage of it. These horses, I mean, I, you know, I get Teva and SCA weren't trained by Baffert heading into the Santinita Derby. Weren't officially trained, I yeah. should say.
0: You know who was a favorite in the San Anita Derby? I think Forbidden Kingdom went yeah. off the favorites. Yeah. So, yeah. what you think about that? That's crazy. But anyway. All right. Wrap it.
2: Up. That's a wrap. <laughs> we all are on. No, never mind. <laughs> wait,
0: Teba, wait, Why you Wait, know, Barrio? No, we are on.
2: We All have O with the sort of side.
0: No,
4: uh,
2: no I no. thought you changed the echo.
0: No, I said, no, echo kidding around. Oh, okay, yeah, we're I all in the O. We're
2: yeah. all on the O. We all have tape. No, we have two two Tabas, a white Abario, and a Messier on top. That's the picks for the Oaks and the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> all right, guys, that's all the time we have. us out at RacingDews.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing News Premium at the menu button at RacingNews.com to learn more. Remember, go get the Inside track to the 2022 Kentucky Derby wager guide is now available. It's 28 pages. It's, I mean, I'm not, I mean, all the guys who do are great, but this is probably the best guy we've ever done. Uh, top four picks from all the team at racingdudes.com for all the stakes tomorrow, Friday, and of course Saturday as well. Oaks, Derby coverage, all that. The uh, bankroll article Halter and I do together, that's in there. You've got uh, horse capsules for every single horse that we talked about in the Kentucky Derby. Every, all 20 are in there. Kind of get an idea of who these horses are, um, what, what's good, what's bad, kind of our final thoughts on them. And then again, the, the consensus picks are huge. All that available at racingdudes.com on the products page. Go get the uh, waging guide right now. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at racing underscore dudes, Instagram, and Facebook. All our episodes of Blinkers Off are on uh, our podcast page at racingdudes.com, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or our YouTube channel, Racing Dudes, slash uh, our YouTube, slash Racing Dudes. You can find all our podcasts, our live shows. Dennis, hit him with your uh your Twitter handle real quick.
4: Oh, uh it's uh Dennis at underscore or wait, I, I'm... <laughs> that, Dad, that, yeah, I believe I, I know Dennis. what it is. <laughs> at Dennis yeah, underscore <laughs> trustee, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Okay. So well uh, what, see you threw me on the spot and I, like brain just malfunctioned for like what speed and fade, Dennis. Classic Causeway,
2: right there. Classic Causeway, <laughs> thank you for joining the show. <laughs> <My friend. laughs> all right guys if you're at gonna be at the derby and oaks hit us up uh samich uh, are you going to the oaks and derby tomorrow no no okay samich i and uh and halterman will be there with our rain jackets on tomorrow saturday will be there as well so make sure you hit us up and uh offer us free beer we'll talk to you if you offer us free beer i do anyways i don't know the alcohol on beer here? will be well, I as, as long as they go. So. No, that's true. i <laughs> will talk to this guy. I'll
0: talk to anybody. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Come on, hit me up. You went,
2: <laughs> you went to Roosters with the guy, so yeah, we went to Roosters
0: <laughs> with Dennis. Literally, literally, all the alcohol is free. So, so, so right. we'll talk to <laughs> anybody. So we'll talk <laughs> we'll,
4: to anyone. We'll buy
2: you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's fine. As long as someone goes and like hands me a a, a brewski, that's fine. Like, oh, <laughs> I'll yeah, just yeah. hand me it and I'll talk to you yeah. about something. We'll talk about the derby. We'll talk about the oaks. We'll be there. Uh, again, Friday and Saturday. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. He's at Dennis underscore Dress see, right? <laughs> yeah. He's Mike Savage Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you at the Oaks and Derby. Good luck, guys.
1: RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. <laughs> RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets.